coming in at six foot four, number one, Patty's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host Patty, and welcome to Patty's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram, at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. All right, guys. Welcome back to the playbook. As promised, Origin 1 preview. It's a bit of a weird, funky episode. We recorded on the weekend with new, with new equipment. And we've just been, yeah, just fiddling around for a few things. So there's going to be a segment at the end, Last Drinks with Christian and Liam. That'll be incorporated to this episode. But I've tested positive this morning, and this is what you get on the playbook. Day in, day out, we just turn up, produce content, <laughs> and we're with the big fella who's over in the UK, and he loves his rugby league. He loves his origin. He can't wait. Anton, how are you, mate? Welcome back. Good, good. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. I can't wait to get into this one, actually. I was hoping you'd send me a message, so very happy. Beautiful. So I reckon we just, yeah, dissect the, the team lists, put our little analysis on it and just preview the game, break down some strengths and weaknesses for both sides. X factor, what players we expect to stand up or who needs to stand up for the teams to be successful. So yep. we'll, be, we'll start, we'll be unbiased. We'll start with the Queenslanders, <laughs> I think. We'll, we'll give them a, we'll start with them. So do you like the Queensland squad? Is there anyone you're a bit surprised by? Like, for example... Um... What about Benny Hunt at nine? Yeah, I like that. I love it as well. Yeah, I think it's pretty smart. I think um, I think he'll do a really good job for them. Probably take the pressure off Harry Grant a little bit. He might play the first 30 minutes, Benny Hunt, and he can bring Harry Grant on with a couple of tied forwards around. We, I think we saw it two years ago when they won that series. He'd come on and got men in the match in game three and just set it alight. So I actually think it's a, it's a really good move, to be honest. Yeah, I, I love it as well. And I think a lot of people don't understand. I'm pretty sure two of the last three years, Benny Hunt's got the Queensland Player of the Series Award. Like, we all talk about it. Like, player. With yeah. good players around. Exactly. And, like, I know he, lo- he, lo- he wants to be a halfback and he's, he's leading the Daily M's right now, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, like, he's probably a better hooker. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, to be honest, I think so. I mean, it depends on who's around you as well. You're always going to mm. flourish with a lot of better players around you. But, I like him at hook. I think he's really crafty around the middle and probably gets his forwards onto the ball a bit more. Yeah. Yep. No, I like it as well. And then we talk about Harry Grant, arguably the best hooker in the competition. Him coming off the bench, as you said, 25, 30 minutes into the game. That's that's scary for us Blues fans. Like he's electric. So gee. He just he just rises to to the occasion, I think. Like at all the big moments, he seems to just be able to perform. Mm. Do you reckon they'll run like a little twin turbo combo kind of thing that they'll keep both players on on the field? Or you're not sure how that rotation um, would go? Because you've got like Cotter at 13. We can talk about in a sec. He's like a bit of a smaller frame. How do you think that kind of rotation will roll? To be honest, they probably will do that. They'll probably look to move Ben Hunt to 13 and use him as like a ball-playing role. Um, similar like what Connor Watson does at the Roosters. Or, you know, uh, I think they will, to be honest. I think they'll play both of them at some stage in the game and they'll just try and speed the game up a lot because we've got a couple of big forwards on the bench. Mm. Yep. Um, and we're probably going to play our back rowers close to 80 minutes anyway. All right. Selwyn Cobbo, Throbbo, a.k.a. Throbbo, whatever you want to call him. He's an absolute superstar in the making. Were you surprised mm-hmm. by this? Like, did you think he was ready to go or were you surprised by this um, selection? Uh, nah, 
I think if you're good enough, you're old enough. I think he's, yeah. I think he's done enough to probably, you know, warrant himself in the picture. Uh, he's going to be there for the next ten years if he continues this way. I think he's only twenty-one. Yep. So the baby, he can set the game alight, like, and he's a strong finisher. So he has got a couple of errors in him, though. So it'd be interesting to see how they go. I did see that they're probably looking at targeting him. Definitely. I think there was mm. a stretch at the start of the season, bro, where. I think he had like 11 or 12 errors in like two or three games. Like it was pretty outrageous. And obviously he's got his confidence back now. He's playing exceptional. He's arguably like the most informed outside backer winger in the competition. But I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Cleary just drops on his head every, every, um, every kick. Lots so. of pressure coming his way. I hope so. All right. One man who you know very well as a Knights fan, KP, Ponga. And I've just got to say it. I'm actually terrified of him. I'm terrified of him, mate. Because <laughs> You know how I feel about him. I love him. And a lot of our mates and people around, around us when we talk footy, they, don't, they think he's overrated, overpaid, you know, inconsistent. I totally understand those things. But for me, I just think he's a superstar. I think there's a handful of players that have his skill and capability and that X factor just to turn it on its head when he wants. And you're telling yeah. me, like, I'm, when he, when he um, debuted for Origin, I remember he was wearing the 14. I'm pretty sure Billy Slater was the fullback that game. So you're telling me head coach Slater whispered in Ponga's ear, let's go, run the short slides, get in these positions. Yeah. You're Cherry Evans is going to set it up on a, on a platter for him, I think. Monster will do the same. I'm, I'm terrified, bro. I um, Yeah, I, like as a, as a New South Wales fan, like he can, he can absolutely burn you on any part of the left edge. Like he's a, he's a very good player, um, especially when there's like one or two tied forwards. Like he'll, he'll, he'll beat them for pace and, and draw everyone else in. He loves that long right-to-left cutout ball. So to be honest, um, he, he is scary. Their back three is scary. It's like who do you kick to? Because they're all they've all got quite strong carries. They're all lightning quick. Mm. So, Kalen Ponga can just do things other people can't. And in in Origin, that's what you need, isn't it? Like any half opportunity, you need to be able to produce a lot of skill. Definitely, as I don't think he's. he's re- yeah, for sure. I don't think he's really had a bad Origin game. Like off the bench, and then there was a game at some. I think he's only played four games. Like there was a game at Suncorp. He had two try assists. I remember it pretty clear. Clearly, like he's yeah, it's scary for me. So. Any other last comments on the Queensland side? You're happy with it? You think their pack's um, good? I think their pack's pretty solid. Um, it'd be interesting to see how long they leave Ruben Cotter out there for. I think he might struggle a little bit in defence. Um, yeah, okay. Without, we've got some big front rowers mm. that'll go for, you know, probably the first 25 minutes. Um, I think that'll tire him out a fair bit. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Isaiah um, orchestrating through the middle and then you've got Campbell Giddard and Madison off the bench. Beautiful. I don't know if he'll, if he'll play as you know, more than 50 minutes, I'd say. Yeah, I reckon there might be an emphasis on that to target him. I read an article yeah. today, actually, like this morning. Apparently, Billy Slater, he, Cotter was the first one picked on the team list. Like, he just loved what he did, so, or what he's done. Yeah. So, it's going to be... Interesting to see. Definitely. I think we've got a better back five, if I'm honest. Okay, beautiful. Well, let's roll over to the Blues, mate. Mm-hmm. We talked about Selwyn Cobbo and the back three for Queensland, KP and the big rangy wingers. I guess we've got to dive down the rabbit hole. <coughs> Josh Adokar missing, not being selected. Friday night, I was out there at Penny Park, mate. He scored a double on fire. Mm. Were, you, were you surprised by this, the Tupu selection? Were you, do you agree with it? What are your opinions um, on there? I think, obviously, it's surprising. You know, he, he's the incumbent. He's been there. He, he's, he's always performed well and scores lots of tries for New South Wales. But I don't think his yardage carries are very good out of, out of your own 50. Is this the fox we're talking about? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think he struggles coming out of, you know, coming off your goal line and in origin at such end to end footy. Mm. You're sort of working yourself out a lot and he, he hasn't got that, he hasn't been carrying the ball very well this year. Whereas Tupa, I think, averages like 170 metres and, you know, Visa carries the ball really well. I think Freddie's purely gone for that as well as the height factor. Like they've got two six foot four wingers that can leap. And Tupo doesn't really play a bad game, does he? Like his best and worst is pretty close. I reckon like it's fair to say he's probably like the most underrated winger. Like he's so good every week and he doesn't get the rap. Yeah. He's just... He's the been... most underappreciated the last five, 10 years. Easily, easily. So then we stick on the wingers and I talked about the Queensland wingers, the big fellas. Do you think Freddie's picked Tupu defense for defensive reasons to try and match that and take away like an X factor kicking game for Queensland, kick across field? Or do you think I he's think picked... So. Yeah. Or do you think he's picked like I think it's attack wire as well? I think it's both. I think it's more so for his yardage carries. I think like Origin is all about how well you can get out of your own half. Mm. And I think he does that better than Adokar. Yeah, no, that's fair. And that's obviously fair. he's he's a good aerial threat as well. No, I agree. I agree. Do you think Freddie's going to cop some heat? We lose game one. Tupu has a bad game. I, I don't, well, we obviously don't want him to have a bad game. I don't think he will have a bad game he's phenomenal so underappreciated oh, yeah, it's only say. natural like yeah it's only natural yeah of course of course he will yeah it's, it's a bold selection but I mean it could pay big dividends as well couldn't it well that's the thing like when Freddie kind of first came in that first year or second year he bring all these um in, I don't know in um, rookies in like breeding you know breeding new blood and it's mm-hmm. we're reaping the rewards now so we'll see in Freddie we trust I guess you could say <laughs> do you like White at center okay this is where this is where we're gonna pull it apart because I've talked, I'm talking to you now, I've talked to some of our other mates. I I when I did a podcast last week or two weeks ago and I predicted like the blue side, I thought Jack Whiten's gonna be there in the 17 somewhere. Just because Freddie loves him. It's it's his boy, it's fair enough. Whiten's been there before in centers. You could say done a job, but he he defensively struggled. I think there was one game he missed like seven or eight yeah. tackles. Like it was really yeah. bad. My issue is here, I just don't know. I would have had Crichton. I would have had Crichton, full stop. I think you've got mm. the pen of connections, but I don't know how you inject Crichton into the game when. That's my concern. Like I, I would have picked Crichton, Jack Whiten as the 14, but I don't know how you insert Critter. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, that's a good question. Like You're not going to bring him on at lock, are you? No. Um, and you're not going to bring him on. Like he, He'll cover anywhere in the back line if there's an injury, but... In, in a general run of play, you can only really play him centre wing, fullback, and you're not really substituting them, are you? So no. probably, <laughs> you're probably um, it's a really good question. If I was to take a guess, he'd possibly, possibly, if he wants to, he could move Jack White into a hooker if Damien Cook needs a rest mm. and bring Critter into the centres. That's, that's my thing. Like You're not going to bring him in 20 minutes into the game. Jack White and just get a feel for it. Chuck a center and like on debut, it takes time, repetition, a few touches early on. You know, he's nervous. I saw the the photos on the social media, like of how the, each player's feeling, like cleary, excited. And Crichton was like nervous. So first origin, it's huge. Like you're not going to chuck him in 20 minutes in. You're not going to wait nah. 60 minutes. Even if Jack White's doing job, 60 minutes, come play the last 20 out wide. Like I, it's just strange. And yeah, I don't know. Because people are going to crucify him. Like if White goes off, and then Critter comes on and he misses a tackle. That's in a try. He'll get hammered. Oh, why'd you bring him on at this time? He shouldn't have been on the bench. Da da yeah. da. So you can't really win with it. No, it's it's going to be really interesting, to be honest. 
I'd love to know what's going on. I've got one hot take I discussed on the weekend. I've just got a feeling Crichton maybe does play and it's all just a bit of bit of head noise and they're just, I don't know. Not unless, do you remember that series two years ago, I think when Teddy got knocked out in game three and we didn't have a fullback on the bench? As you said, yeah. my, that would be my only understanding. With the, the way the game's gone, the independent doctor now in origin, head knocks are those, yeah, you know how crucial they are. Players are going leaving the field left, right, and center. Maybe they're just thinking Crichton can play fullback. He's played on the wing and bigger, on big stages in the centers. If a half goes down, Whiten can go into six. I don't know. It's just a, it's a head scratcher. So. Oh, yeah. I think, I think we've got all bases covered there. That's, yeah. I think that's why he's done it. At the end of the day, I think it's just the way the game goes, independent doctor, HIAs, injuries. It's cost us more. I think that's my only understanding. Yeah. No, I agree. What about the thoroughbred out wide, mate? Katoni Staggs. That's exciting. Yeah, I like it. I really like it. I think he I think he'll relish, hopefully. I'm hoping that he relishes the big stage. Like he's a big X Factor player. I think if you can just get him early ball, you don't really need to run a lot of shape for him. Like when he goes one on one with players, he just beats him with that palm, doesn't he? Oh, deadly. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. And he's quick too. Very yeah, quick. For sure. You got big clothes giving him early pill and hope for the rest is history. Yeah, that's it. Any other selections that stumped you? Sims in the back row again? Like, that, that's why I'm a bit confused. Like, you've gone the whole JKT situation, not being picked in the squad, the Fox, like, whether you're going for loyalty. Because, in my opinion, Sims isn't playing the best for his club, like, club football for the Dragons. And then you're bringing in some new guys, Tupu. It's a bit like loyalty versus inform. It doesn't really make sense at the moment. So, I, I don't know. I, I think, um, you know what you're going to get with Derek Sims, aren't you? Like he was, he was sort of out of form last year, wasn't he, when he got picked and come in and had an unreal series? Yeah. I, I think we're a bit light on back rowers, to be honest. Mm. We've got Angus Crichton, who's, you know, not playing all too well. You've also got Frizzell, who's been in and out this year with injury, but, you know, not setting the world alight. So, I mean, what do you do? If you're Freddie, he's gone with Murray, which I like in the back row. Yeah. Um, and, and Tarek Sims, who I think will do a really good job anyway, regardless. He's just physical. Yep. And I love it. What about Maddo on the bench? Ryan Madison. Was that a surprise by you? Like, I know he's been uh, playing good for the Eels. He's been in and out of first grade. Plays on the edge, then in the middle now. It's been chopping and changing. I was Personally, I'm surprised. A little bit. I am a little bit. But again, like he's another big body that can create some opportunities. Can't he? He's got a good offload. Yeah. Play a bit of footy. Um, maybe goes well. But, you know, I'm a bit surprised, I won't lie. There's a couple other players you could have gone with that would have done a similar job. What pack v pack, who do you reckon's got it on paper? We'll get, we'll get a bit of a, like, we'll dissect the game a bit now. Obviously, it's down in Sydney, um, a core mm-hmm. stadium, ANZ Stadium, whatever you want to call it now. During this time of the year, there's always a bit of dew on the, on the ground, on the turf, mate. So you're looking at kick to corners, which Cleary will do what he does week in, week out. Do you think it's just yep. going to be that bash and bruise, you know, up the guts, origin-style football? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think New South Wales will play a little bit more footy than Queensland will. Um, but I like our pack much better, if I'm honest. Mm. I think big Junior Paulo and Payne Hards through the middle, big bodies that got good leg speed. Junior Paulo loves an offload, which is he's big in origin. you got Cam Murray, who's a really good just workhorse. Yep. Um, and he'll go all day and he's got, he always gets quick play the ball. Derek Sims, just a big physical body, good presence to have in defence. And then Zayo, who just picks apart his defence, doesn't he? Mm, Knows when to pass, when to run. Yeah. Yeah, And another big body, let's not forget, he's like six foot three. 
He's a big boy. I was just going to say, like, his po- even his post-contact meters, like, you engage, mm-hmm. he'll play out the back. And if you, you lay yeah. off him, he'll take an easy 8, 12, you know, 14 meters. Yeah. Um, but um, in saying that, like, Tino and Joshua Pali will, will really lift. Um, K-Paul was actually outstanding the last two Origin series. Yep. And you got Felice Cafusi. He's getting a, get a bit on, getting a bit on now, if I'm honest. Like, he'll do a job probably similar to Tarek Sims. Mm. And then Ruben Cotter's the big question mark. That's what's scary. When when mm. the Cowboys played Penrith two weeks ago, I think he had 63 tackles, no misses. Like, he's that Dallas Johnson kind of mould. Yeah. Really exciting. And then off the bench, I think you've got Lindsay Collins and Paddy Carrigan and Jeremiah Nanai, who's a, he's a young athlete, isn't he? Just I was going to ask you that. Back rower. Yeah, what's your thoughts on his selection? I, it stumped me. Like, good on him. Like, he's been playing phenomenal. I think he scored he's, like... He's only 19. There you go. I picked him over probably Jai Arrow, I'd say. Mm. Um, really good form, try scoring back rower. Uh, he's got good footwork. I think I think you know he'll he'll do all right if he he's not phased by the big moment. Yeah, for sure. For but sure, I like Liam tough. Yep. Got good lead speed. Um, and then you got Campbell Gillard. I think he'll yeah he's probably close to career best form, isn't he? He's playing unreal. And I guess yeah. as you you brought up the back row situation for the Blues. If things go bad or if you want to inject Martin onto that right edge, that Penrith connection, Murray can play in the middle, like put him into the front row, yeah. block kind of, you got that leg speed in the middle, what he loves. So there's a few alternatives up front there, which I don't mind, but it's, it probably not suits Queensland, the track, like the dewiness, but you know, the blues last year on a hard track, three games up in Queensland last year, and they just turned it on. So I'm expecting a really close clash here, close game. It wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me, you know, a few goals involved or, Two four points difference coming down to the wire. I'd love to see New South obviously New South Wales put a big score on. I think they will game one. You reckon they come out guns guns firing, ready to go? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think we'll probably put a big score on them first game. No, no, I said as silly as it may sound. I think we'll put a big score on them. Yep, beautiful. All right, mate. Any predictions? Try scorers, um, man of the matches. What are you Um, expecting? Any. Hot takes, bold predictions. I think we'll score more than four tries. Wow, love it. Um, I'll say Tedesco gets a try. Mm-hmm. Purely through support. It's a tough one, isn't it? I've got, just as a hot take, Katoni Stags, man of the match, two or more tries. I reckon early peel from Claire's just let, wind him up, let him rip. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, if you want a little multi from me, I'll say New South Wales race to 30 points. James Tedesco anytime. Bang. Mate, we'll get that up on Top Sport. I'll have a look and I'll post it on the playbook on Instagram and yeah, we'll get a little charity bet on that or something and have a bit of fun with that. I'll suss yeah. that out and put your name to we'll it, mate. Get get all the punters behind you, hey? Yeah, that's it. And if you want <laughs> you want to add another try score in, add in Jack Whiten for me. Jackie boy. All right. I love it. Strong carry. Close to the line. Love it. Do you think weaknesses? Are you worried about that left side defense? Luai, Whiten, probably Tupu. A few new faces, combinations that haven't been there um, before. Or you think they're just uh, all going to buy in? Like that, that for me, I that's. Think, I think they'll be okay. I okay. think they'll be all right. They've got Tusi who will play on that right second row. Mm. And then you've got, I think, Dan Gagai will play right center, won't he? I'm pretty mm. sure. Yeah, 
the only problem would be if they get one on one with uh, Jack White, like we've seen it a couple of years ago. Yeah. And and if Tupo bites in, if that you know and Xavier Coates is on that right wing, it's trouble because he can finish a try from anywhere. Definitely, definitely, mate. All right, I think that's a nice little wrap. I'm mm. glad. I really appreciate your time for coming on, bro. I'm under the weather, obviously. You've you've held the ship strong. You've guided us in the right <laughs> direction, and almost yeah, one a.m. here, mate. Putting in the hard yards, I love it. That's it for the one and only. Do you want to have a quick chat about NBA? Just a few minutes. Obviously, the finals is on. Have you been keeping up with that? The yeah, yeah, go on. I think it tips off in an hour. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, <laughs> Warriors, obviously, and the Celtics. Celtics up 1-0. Mm-hmm. Who are you rooting for or what do you expect for the rest of the season? Uh, I'd like to see Boston win. Yeah, same. I don't know. I like a hard-nosed defensive team. Yeah. But, you know, they've been together for a while. They, they've struggled to make the finals for, what, the last four years? Or five years, they just keep making Eastern Conference final after another. I'd like to see Celtics win. I don't know if they'll win game two at home. Uh, sorry, game two away at Golden State. Tough ask, but we'll see what happens. No, that's it, What mate. do you think? What's your prediction for the series? Oh, at this rate, I'm hoping. I, at the st- before it tipped off, I said Warriors in seven. I just think the longer the series goes, it, it benefits the Warriors health-wise. Celtics are pretty banged up, but they came out and got the, got the dub game one on the road. So I'd love to see Celtics do it in six, but... I can just see it going down to the wire. It's going to be, yeah. it's a really good series. Like both teams match up well in regards to, as you said, hard nosed defense from Boston, best defense, best defense in the league. And then the Warriors, we all know what they can do. Splash Bros, mm-hmm. Jordan Poole and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good, mate. It is very interesting. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Any other last comments you want to plug in or? Um, I'll say Jason Tatum goes big today. Whether or not they win, I think he'll score more than 35 points. Yeah, he's due for a big game like that. He's facilitating, mm-hmm. he's gotten so... I remember when we did the podcast mid-year, actually, we were talking about the whole Jalen Brown thing and Jason Tatum and how, how good's Tatum been ever since... we Not we mocked him, but we said Brown's better two-way player kind of thing. And Tatum's just superstar level. Like, he's... Wow. Yeah, he's always had that in him, though. We said that. Like, he's mm-hmm. got it in him, but he just didn't look like he could do it consistently, but it looks like he's putting pieces together pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely, mate. Love it. And when, and, and when he's playing like that, then good luck. you got to throw two bodies at him. Exactly. And that's the thing. Then he's kicking it out to an open man, yeah. Marcus Smart, or then he finds the corner guy and the rest is history. So Awesome, Tony. Appreciate your time, bro. That, yeah. Go the Celtics. And, what and go was the it? Blues, my friend. Go the Blues. What was that? 30 race to that. 30 and Teddy. Yeah. And right. if it's not enough value for you, then you can throw in Jack White. Jackie boy. Mate, we'll get that sorted on Top Sport and I'll give you a message and, yeah, we'll rip in. Legend. All right, big dog. Take care. We'll talk soon. All right, bro. Thanks very much. See you, mate. Bye. 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 Having a bet this week? Top this. Top Sport offers hundreds of markets to choose from across the best local and international sport and racing. And they'll let you on for plenty. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Christian, do you want to end the show with your little segment that we missed during the week or do you want to wrap it up? What do you want to do? Yeah, we've got a little upgrade on the mics here, so hopefully um, it'll, get, it'll get through and out to everyone because it was, I mean, we'll try and replicate it as best we can, I guess, but um, it was a good little discussion point. I don't think Liam's um, quite... Right, give it to Liam first, I reckon. We'll give it to Liam. All right. I'm going to bring up the stats again because they're pivotal and, you know, it does seem like it's a bit outlandish, but... So I posed the question to Paddy on Wednesday. 
and, and you know, it's not something that I just sort of plucked out of thin air. Is Turbo going to be one of the greatest NRL tragedies? Is he simply too injury prone? You know, he's now copped a completely different injury of a different nature. Doesn't seem like he can stay fit. His early retirement on the cards. He's he's twenty five. He's had arguably had one of the greatest seasons. You know, I've I've probably had Hayne to pip it because he took the Eels to the Grandy. Um, Teddy didn't quite do that, but he's arguably had one of the greatest seasons that any NRL player's ever had. Um, but injuries just seem to creep in all the time. The fact that we aren't seeing the incumbent Dally like for the rest of the season is a big, big deal. Um, now, before you answer, I'll attempt to find these um, stats again for you because they're quite important. Bear with me. All right. So he debuted in 2015. Now, he played most of his games on the wing there. We're not really worried about that. He played nine games, eight tries. Not too bad, right? Uh, 2016, he played 23 games. Now, this is the start of where you start to see some consistency from Turbo. And I think had he played around this amount of games every season, you know, from 2016 till now, we could arguably have one of the most special players we've ever seen. He's... In 2016, he played 23 games. He scored 10 tries, 11 assists. 2017, 23 games, 12 tries, 19 assists. 2018, 22 games, 9 tries, 14 assists. Now, we start to see some issues. 2019, he only played 12 games for 5 tries and 8 assists. 2020, he played 7 games, 4 tries, 7 assists. 2021, Still blows my mind, this. 18 games, 28 tries, 28 assists. Unbelievable. That's the season that we all talk about. Now, 2022, he's going to be capped at four games, two tries, one assist. So he's had pretty much, if you include his debut season, he's had one, two, three, four out of seven seasons, all under half, 50%. It's not really boding too well for Turbo, if you ask me. Do you think that he could potentially be basically the player that never was? Yes. I think last year especially, seeing that season, I know how uh, happy it made me because um, I think Paddy and I, when we did our podcast early in that season, we talked about um, how he was going. That was when he was starting to, he'd just come back. Uh, momentum was starting to build. Um, and I think at that point, Cleary was very far ahead in the Dally M's. And we talked about, would anyone be able to catch him? And we said, oh, look, if anyone would, it'd be Trevojevic. And, um, but we said, look, we'll probably get close. We didn't get close. He overtook him and then just ran away with it. But once again, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. He goes down with an injury and he's out. And I just wonder at what point um, it just weighs too much on him and was last year enough that, hey, I, if, if, I, if he didn't have last year, I would say no. He, he's going to keep going, do everything he can, maybe go do a Luttrell, go to the States, find a physician who, who can help him. But I think if he comes back next year and early on he does this again, I think he will seriously consider if he wants to step away. Wow. 
retirement. Well, it certainly feels like that. You look at the post post match interview that Jake had, and they're on the, those boy, those brothers are close. He was on the verge of tears, and the biggest thing for me is that it's not his hamstring this time. It's his um, it's his shoulder now. He seems to have got the hamstrings all sort of shored up. Keeping in mind that the shoulder injury that he have has has sorry currently has is going to at least take a season for him to get the confidence back. Everyone knows this. Dylan Edwards had the same injury. He was quiet for the following season. And then now we've got the Dylan Edwards that we all thought we'd have. So that's another season he's behind. Right, He's 25, so next season he'll be 26. So, you know, it's turbo. He, he's got big potential, so who knows? He, it might not rock him as much as others, but still be a little bit timid there. And then he, let's say, you know, let's play devil's advocate. He does cop another injury or he tweaks his hamstring again. All of a sudden, we've got another, another season where he's played less than 50% of games. Like, it, it, it only seems to be spelling one thing for me. Like, I haven't compared his amount of games played to, like, another, another great, right? Like, we, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, look at Thurston. Take, we'll use Thurston as an example again. By the end of his career, he had both shoulders taped. He was, you know, basically a walking billboard for elastoplast. And, you know, he got it done. But, like, seven games in 2020 and now four games in 2022, only 12 games in 2019. It's not great. And for a player of his talent, you want to see him on the field more. I think that's the thing. Coming off a, I think it's the best season I've ever seen. Regular season I've ever seen. Full stop. What he's, what he achieved was just ridiculous, phenomenal. And I don't really like. There's probably less than a handful of players, if that, in the NRL that could produce what he did. So retirement would be crazy if that's if that's the way we're going. And as you said, Jakey was that gutted in the interview. He's close to his brothers. They all, they're close together, close-knit family. They obviously know more than everyone else how he is. Maybe his body's just not going to allow him to do this anymore. Maybe it breaks down. Maybe the next move is center. Fullback, you, you're getting the Ks and you're getting the miles and the legs. If that hamstring keeps going, maybe center's the next option. He goes to center in the next 24 months. And it happens, it keeps happening. His body just doesn't allow him. I think we talked about it before, Christian, before the episode shit itself. I think he's still got another two or three years on, years on his deal. He just re-signed, I think, two years ago. So he's still got a while to go. But if this keeps happening, the body doesn't allow him. This could be, I agree, the greatest tragedy yeah, whatever we've seen you as a player. Yeah. However you want to call it. I just... Because realistically, for someone like Turbo, you get, you're going to expect that 2021 season is probably never going to be replicated. But like you look at... You know, between 2016 and 2018, those three seasons there, still unbelievable seasons. 10 tries in 2016, 11 assists. 2017, 12 tries with 19 assists. And then 2018, a little bit more quiet with nine tries, 14 assists. I don't know what the manly climate was in 2018. It looks like he was a little bit quieter there. They're fucking good stats, mate. If he sort of... We're not having this conversation if he doesn't have that 2019-2020 season. We don't have this conversation. We're just like, oh, well, he's copped an injury. But it's his hamstrings. Everyone knows that they never go away, particularly with how much he's hurt them. And now it's his shoulder. I mean, he's lucky. See, this is the other thing too. If he plays center, he's going to have to work that shoulder out a little bit more. There you go. At least it's protected at fullback. So, like, what's the lesser of two evils here? One or the other. Yeah, you're right. You know, and like you said, that contract renewal comes up all of a sudden. Mainly, like, 
you've done some great things for us, but we're not willing to pay you any money. Do you reckon, Liam, do you reckon Manly look at that in a few years if this keeps happening? Sorry, mate, we can't give you the big cash. That's exactly what I was about to bring up. I mean, it's one of those things where from a business sense, if he keeps getting injured and they have to, they really have to look at that because it is a big amount of their cap, as good a player he is. If he can't stay on the field, it, it really doesn't matter who you are. Like, even in the four games he did play this year, he's only contributed eight points. And he was banged up going into the season as well. That's another thing. It was the other leg, I think, they need. Yeah. He didn't look good at Magic Round. And then the, the round after, I believe, that's where the injury occurred. And you look at how he easily did that injury too. That's the other worry. It's like there is some like pre predisposition to these, you know, he's a tall, lanky, rangy guy. They tend to, you know, mm. they do tend to have more ligament sort of issues. You know, I'm no physio, but you just, you know, you'd know this, Paddy. You, yeah. you know, there's a lot more limb going on and yeah. a lot more limb to support than us shorter fellas. So, I mean... Maybe it's just unfortunately one of those things for Turbo, and I hope it's not true, but I have been sort of just stewing over this for weeks, and, and it's not until I started looking at the stats and diving a bit deeper for you because it is a sort of a big question because you're like, oh, it's, like, it's fucking Tom Travoy. Yeah. He's one of the best fucking fullbacks we've ever watched. When you break it down, mate, he's, not, he's been pretty, pretty quiet, particularly over the last sort of four years. But that's the thing. You break it down even further. Like we talk about his season last year. And then you break it down to like him physically. He's six foot four. He runs like a gazelle. Name another player in the in the league that yeah. maybe like a Jason Saar, but he doesn't have that physical capability, tackle busting machine. Like he's arguably like a generational talent. Like his physique, his frame. He's six four. He runs like the wind. His ball playing ability. I, I said it in the podcast before. Origin last year. I think I'm pretty sure he caught off the kickoff, or if not, someone took the hit up and he took the first run in Origin. Yeah, and he took yeah. two runs in that fucking set. Yeah, he exactly. sets the fucking platform. He does it all. Like. I just can't fathom how good he is. And I don't think there's anyone in this league that essentially can do what he can. Like, yeah, Teddy's maybe a better ball player, but he's a small frame. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to just have that all-in-one compact player is phenomenal. Like, I don't think we've seen a fullback like him. No, we haven't. And that's, that's why I think you've got to use that tragedy word because it is. It's like... Exactly. And then this hasn't been a fullback ever. Ever. Like and then we move it on to, like, Origin. Hey, mate, just play in the centres for us. Oh, player of the series, no issues. Mm. Like... He's, I don't like using this saying, but he's an out-and-out footballer. Like, he just loves the game. You see how much it means to Jake. Turbo would be gutted. He just wants to play football and win. I don't even think the money, like, obviously he's going to get paid, but I don't think it even comes down to that for him. He just wants to play football. His family love rugby league. He's down at Monavale, cutting up the onions with his brothers, like, helping the junior, the grassroots. He loves rugby league. He wants to put back into this community. It's fucking heartbreaking. I think we'll end it on that, actually. I think that's... That's exactly right, you know. It's just, you, I'd really want to see, and I think you touched on this when we had the first crack at it, Paddy. I think next season you'd want to see minimum 18 games from him. Uh, yeah. Minimum. Like, yeah, I'll just quickly chime in. We talked off air before. Liam, I'll get you in on this. Do you think if he can, obviously he's going to get selected for Origin every year, if he's fit, kangaroos and whatnot. Is it fair to say 18 games a year? Give me 18 games? 18, 17, 18 games a year for Manly. That'll get them essentially in the top eight as long as he's playing and then just let them rip in the finals. I think so. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah. And do you also think that they maybe have to sort of wrap him in cotton wool like they were doing with his hamstrings a little bit and sort of when the game has been iced, you have to 
you know, take him off. Yeah. That might Because be- they stopped doing that. Yeah. And now, look, we were in this mess again. That sucks. Um, what a pod. Hour 30, rolling, Origin 1, team previews. We pulled it apart, dissected the game. Nice little last drinks with Paddy there from Christian. Great question. Liam, anything to plug in, mate? We'll get you on the show. Obviously, more Origins coming up and... NFL's around the corner, but we'll get more rugby league stuff from you. Any last comments? Anything you want to... Oh, just, just happy to see how this second half of the season plays out. Thank you for listening to Paddy's Playable. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page, at Paddy's Playable. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, we really appreciate your support. See you next time. Let's go.